thing I'm gonna probably add this at the top of the podcast because I've already recorded it I was trying to take a sarcastic angle about I honestly this year don't care how people are celebrating Christmas and I feel so much better and lighthearted about it but um in hindsight because I do reflect on what I put up uh I think I, I didn't quite finish the sarcastic humor part of it and um but but if you know me and you've been with me uh for this long then you know and you trust my heart so <laughs> there's that morning hey my love so happy for those of you who celebrate christmas i don't necessarily but um and this will probably be being a little bit chit chatty but i do want to talk a little bit about uh trading patterns and when I say that, it's probably overinflated. But uh, I I really like how my my stance on people who celebrate or don't celebrate Christmas this year. If you celebrate, turn up. You know what I'm saying? Put that star at the top of your Christmas tree, even though you might not necessarily believe that you know in astrology and zodiacs and whatnot. You still gonna put that star on the top of your you know, Christmas tree, but, 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 you know, uh, I, I have a love-hate relationship with it. I think I don't like the, it doesn't really make math in sense of the timeline, but I love everything else that I think we have somehow turned it into, you know, between, um, the neighbors just checking in with each other and, um, Connecting with with long, you know, family and friends, cousins, you know, time to just sit around each other and enjoy each other. I do love decorating for Christmas. I didn't this year, but I look forward to, you know, in the words of my mom, God willing, do that next year and and start to host in in a new place. Um, talking about hosting, y'all. Uh, I, I've been around people that make way more than my tax bracket. Let's just put it this way. It has been a blessing and it's eye opening. And I think even at my life stage, uh, there's a reason why they say you should, you know, pay attention to who is in your circle because yeah, I I knew I wanted to, you know, aim for the moon and land on a star, but woo. Um, in terms of even the possibilities, right? What what's available? What am I capable of and stuff? But one of the ladies I was talking to, and she's so sweet, and it's one of those things, so quiet, and I'd always see her, and I'd always like just say hi, and after a while, you just like two trains passing each other, and like, you know, hey, what's your name? And just kind of start to develop a friendship out of that and stuff, and so um, but she was telling me she. She decorated 10 trees for her house, y'all. T- t- 10. T-E-N. 10. One zero. 10. Double digits. 10 trees. Okay. Um, had the whole family over and had like a, a music band come over. I was like, girl. She's like, yeah, what I do, you know, I was like, what? But yeah, 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 yeah. Love, love, love that. I think I, I love um, also gift wrapping. 
Uh, I, I do enjoy that aspect of it. I got some great gift ideas for next year too. And again, it's just um, the thoughtfulness, I think, and the strategy that, that some of them use too. Also, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's nice. I think there's one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, but I, I, yeah, it's nice to get a good old text, see how you're doing, how's the family doing, which reminds me, I just forgot to text one person. I'll probably do it after I get off of this because, um, we had reconnected a couple, yeah, like maybe a couple of weeks ago and type of thing. And it was really nice because that, that let me know too, like when I connect with people who I just have a gut feeling they're, you know, that they're genuine, it's like. It's just nice to meet good people, you know, and uh, we had gotten into business together. But the thing is, even though the business aspect fell apart, uh, reconnected and it's just kind of like, yeah, is your family good? Are you good? How, how are things going with, you know, still trying to get to your goals and stuff? And it's like, yeah, I'm still in there. I'm still in the game. Like no hard sentiments or anything like that. It just is what it is. It's, it's good people. It's family. So, um, yeah, and I got so caught up with all the texts and stuff. I had to keep going back through those. But um, part of the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about trading today was because for those of you who are kind of uh, gearing up to uh, trade, whether it's in stock or crypto more, just wanted to give you some little, like, um, it's like a little bit of seasoning, right? Or some sasong, <laughs> you know, to kind of help you understand things a little bit better from this. Will, I'm going into year number three, y'all. I'm going into year number three. And the first year, you're kind of trying to figure out your uh, trading style. And one of the things that my mentor, I took, I paid for the class and stuff like that, but um, the, one of the first things you have to understand is you're going to meet yourself in the work, in the workplace, in the, in the market. So if you are a worrier or, um, impulsive, or you don't discipline yourself enough to really understand what you're doing before you jump in, um, and second guess yourself a lot, then it's going to show up in how you trade. And I think part of my personality is I am open to trying new things. I do have curiosity, but I also get bored quickly. Um, but it allows me to kind of um, weed out what doesn't really fit to fit for me. Like if it works and it's making money, then that's what I'll do. But um, one of my favorite things that I've mentioned this before is I freaking love a good dividend paying stock. And, um, and I will say this, if you haven't already followed Ashley M. Fox on YouTube, I don't know what to tell you. The girl stays putting out, um, gems like every day, y'all. Okay. And, um, she used to work on Wall Street and, I'm not like the biggest person to say like, yo, what she's saying is, and it's funny, my personality too, because she'll say it and I'll be like, mm, that sounds 
that's on track with the things I've learned. And I will go and I will pull it up. Like even this morning, even though the market is closed, because they are celebrating Christmas, because Christmas fell on a on a Sunday this year, 2022. So Monday, the stock market is closed. But I went in, Um, she uploaded a, a little short and I love her style, y'all. It is jam-packed. Like um, she puts up a lot of shorts and it was a short on, uh, let me see if I can go back in the, in my history to tell you which one it was on. So I go to history because I just, uh, it was earlier this morning. So for example, and this is not trading advice at all. I think I just want to kind of give you an idea of how my mind works when I start to plan it. And the thing is, I, I, I don't want you to rush into it. If I tell you that I kind of, uh, some of the investment things that I still have planned don't really go into effect until like that first week in January, mid-January, I had to flush out a lot of um, last minute expenses, pay down some debt, pay off my debt, my car. Um, and so uh, even with the with the Christmas gift giving thing, it kind of tapped into my my, um, spending a little bit, but, um, so she, one of the ones that she's talking about is GNL. Now, part of this process is being familiar with the landscape. And so when she's saying things like it pays out 13, 13 or 14% dividend every single year, I said, er, because last night, y'all, Last night, I did a, a search on which ETFs, EFTs pay the most, and it gave a list of seven, and I picked out, I think, the top two that I liked. I looked at the um, the chart, and I ended up going with two of them, um, and they weren't necessarily the highest paying ones either, um, and I didn't sign up for all seven, so I like that I have some discretion in what I gravitate towards, but... I went ahead and um, I can't really begin to unpack how cool even something like uh, the ticker GNL uh, is because I'm going to start doing a little bit of, of math probably the rest of today in breaking down, you know, how much of each stock do I need in order for the dividend, in order to just live off of the dividends. Now, that being said, <clears throat> Um, I do believe, so just to give you a contrast, one of my other favorite, uh, stock to go into is VU, V-O-O. And, um, that one, if you have $2.5 million in your trading account or in your portfolio, um, that one pays out about four to 5% a year, you know, give or take. And one of the things and what got me so aggravated, and I probably could go back in and do a soundbite for the podcast I did yesterday is that people don't understand that past performance doesn't necessarily predict future performance. So in a year like today, there's a lot of volatility and the market can fluctuate. The market is also cyclical, but it gives you kind of like a parameters of what you can work with, right? And especially if you're planning for the long term, you know, it, it it kind of, uh, what you call, consolidates a little bit the way that it needs to. And so 
when you contrast what she was talking about next to something like Vu, it's like, whoa, you know, so <clears throat> how did that? Now, another really cool thing I wanted to share too, Robin Hood. And uh, I do need to do some research, but like I said, I, I'm going to open up once I take care of some stuff. I'm still y'all. I finished my real estate stuff. I filled out the application last night. Didn't realize I had to get a, a signature from my broker. Pretty sure he's in Alaska somewhere living his best life. Um, so I sent him a text this morning to see um, if he can sign my paperwork in the next day or two because I do need to mail it out by the 30th. And also didn't realize or really think about it that most banks or wherever I need to get the money order from is going to be closed. So, you know, just those little things take up your time and, and headspace. But, uh, with all of that being said, I do want to switch over to like, I don't know if it's Fidelity or Ameritrade or some other, uh, trading platform, but for now, Robinhood has proven to be really, I think, user-friendly. I know that at some point I moved all of my stuff off of Robinhood because I really didn't like what they were doing when it came to AMC, um, with the clients, um, but one of the things I like about uh, Robin Hood that they did later this year was that they made it possible for you to open up a Roth account and or a Roth IRA account. And with that one, you can contribute up to 6000 a year. Um, and that has its benefits for those of you who are kind of into that type of stuff. And they also match 1%. So if you do, and I like the idea of doing, um, of doing that because, uh, are we, are we going to do this? Yeah, we're going to do this. Part of the reason you want to start looking as early as possible to save at a minimum, squirrel away your 6,000 a year in a Roth IRA or, um, or a Roth and do your, your, um, due diligence, right? Because some, some people benefit from each one or the other differently. And so, but the, the, uh, the reason why it works is because you're doing it over time, right? Because a lot of you could be like $6,000, that ain't nothing but a drop in the bucket, you know, type of a thing. But the um tax benefits and over a period of time and understanding that compound interest and um i guess amortization but compound compounding over time is the eighth wonder of the world so if you start saving 6000 a year which comes down to like what is it like 500 a month or something like that uh over 30 years you are saving that uh and, and able to take it out tax-free. The the cool thing that I like about um, Robinhood, here's a little, a little bit of a nuance. It's completely different when you put your money into a, a traditional Roth or a Roth or traditional Roth or Roth IRA. Is that um, I what I like about Robinhood is you can choose what to put your money into. And so... Now, if I'm putting it into things that pay out dividends, you know, for example, VU, VTI, um, I'll probably 
you know what? Because I, I do want to buy. I, I've been talking about this too, and and now is a really good time to buy another phone. But um, because I uh I could share like my favorite top five um um ticker symbols as of now, but it has changed from even earlier this year. Um, because I get a better understanding. I get like little, um, text messages telling me, you know, what the dividend payouts are. And so I'm doing the calculations on which ones are giving me the best returns. And so whichever ones I like, I just push them up to the top of my portfolio in Robinhood and then keep track of those. So, um, I'm, I see all that to say, that it can change mid next year and again next year too. Uh, end of next year because it's even things like between yesterday and today I added three more. I added two last night, and one from the one that Tiffany just mentioned. Um, and so one other thing I wanted to mention too is, uh, even the the trading group that I'm in. I, I yeah I think I took a step uh I I have company but one of the things I also wanted to talk about too is uh next year in December I will not be trading at all I'm gonna just kind of plan my vacations and heavy family time and um that means that in the rest of the the rest of the year I'm gonna have to be squirreling money away for the December. It's not that it it doesn't, um, I don't get paid in December. Here's the thing. Uh, So one of the platforms where I trade, they don't trade on December's at all. They take that month off and it makes sense because when I was, when I took a class from my mentor, she was talking about how December is, is uh, one of the most volatile uh, months, but also they have witching season, which is also, or witching week, which is like the third week of every, uh, like the last month of the quarter. So every week, every, every month, the third week is witching week and every quarter that third week is like really more volatile, but December is the most cause everything is getting like recalibrated. So, um, and so that platform doesn't trade on in December. And then the trading group that I'm in, uh, he started to recognize, you know what, if they're doing that, then maybe we just need to back off on trying to trade too. If the experts are noticing that it's not the best time to get kind of entangled in that stuff, then let's just take that time off to spend time with family relax, ease our minds. And then January, we, we jump back in there right along with everyone else. And so uh, I still had payouts from other different things, but I think uh, that's going to be my my thing too. Because I've mentioned to you that I do want us to be more active in day-to-day trading. I really do enjoy the process and I'll be probably doing screenshots of, you know, at one, we get like maybe anywhere from three to five signals a day. So I'll just share one screenshot so you guys can start to learn to see what he's looking at. I'll be learning right alongside with you. And I plan to doing my 10,000 hours of, of becoming an expert in that, right? 
which, which, and again, I, I have, you know, a little bit under my belt, so I'm not starting from ground zero, but yeah, so I will not be necessarily per se trading, um, next year in December. Another really cool thing too is, is when you start to compound all of the knowledge. So it's like getting a dividend stock and then doing like leap options. And, um, there is, there is something, I don't remember what it's called right off the bat. But if you buy like a hundred shares of uh of a, a a contract, right, and you put it up for sale, you get paid to put it on sale and you can set the price that you want to sell it at and you still get dividend payouts on those. So something that's as affordable as GNL that would be a great option. And then you can even do a leap, meaning that if you get a contract, you could get it for more than 365 days or closer to 366, like 366 days just to be safe. And then now you're not having to worry about the tax implications, right? So, you know, these are just little baby things that I'm trying to put all together. And so I think over time, it's like I will have my own little formula of what works for me, you know? Um, I don't need to spend the the money that I'm putting into that account. I'm planning to grow it over the long term. And it really does excite me too, because when I think about being able to pass this stock over to my niece, it really is fun because it's like, oh, I like this, like uh, Ashley uh, M. Fox in this video. I'll just play for you. Let me play this clip for you. If you are sleeping on her, I don't know what to tell you. You know, let me let me play her clip real quick and then I'm going to talk about this. <clears throat> let me tell you one of my favorite reads to invest in for myself and my five-year-old niece. The company is called Global Net Lease, ticker symbol GNF. Now, Global Net Lease is a REIT that focuses on investment-grade corporate tenants. All that means is they focus on corporate companies that have really good credit. Companies like FedEx, different government agencies, ING, McLaren. Now, GNL pays out a 13, 14% dividend every single year, and they are literally $12 to $13 per share. So for every share that I invest in, I'm getting $1.60. Now, that might not sound like a lot, but where can you invest $12 and get back $1.60 without doing any work at all? So GNL is a great high dividend paying investment and the CEO of GNL came to talk mm -hmm. to the Wealth Builders community members. So do your research and decide if this is a REIT you want to add to your investment portfolio. So that's part of the reason I like her too, because she's an auntie like me, right? And um, I probably do need to um, connect with her parents about opening her account. She talks about what you can do if, if you wanted to have the parents set up a brokerage account for her. But at this point, baby steps, y'all. It's so easy when people are saying like, oh, do this, do that in the third. But if your life is just as realistic as mine, it doesn't mean that we're going to procrastinate. It just means that you create space for it and you work towards it. So I have to get myself situated, understand, you know, because what I don't want to happen is I'm just barely understanding something as simple as Robin Hood, right? Um, some of the more sophisticated people are not on Robin Hood. They're on other trap platforms like uh, Ameritrade or, or Fidelity or other stuff like that. 